this season on Chingona. I've never in my life done anything like this. I went to law school for the fucking crisis. It was a big move, but I felt like if I didn't move, then I would just die. Like, it's just, it's too soul-crushing to have things shown to you, like possibilities shown to you and then taken away. You know, there are instances of blatant racism occurring on campus, um, blatant inequality, really problematic things that come out of the faculty or the staff's mouth. <laughs> really? Yeah, and, and students will point this out and beg for something to happen in terms of reconciling that or um, remedying that situation. And the administration's response pretty routinely in my time there was to sort of like give a blanket political statement that we should all get along. Kind of like a waiting visa. And, and you're, you can stay here and you're kind of legal, but you really, so the thing is this weird thing and I still have never, I don't remember the name of what this visa was. But it was like an essential, like, telling the government you're waiting to get your residency. But this can take, I think that was like when I was like 16 or something, you know, which, gosh, that must have been about 2007. That was 10 years ago. My parents got their actual residency last year. You don't have a Mexico ID number. You don't have an American ID number. You're just in limbo. But they would pull us out of the car, all of us, detain us for a couple of hours while they did research, essentially, into what the hell it was. And then at the end, they were like, oh, okay, it's fine. Now you can get it. Uh, so reaction of, you know, a political, like, punches towards, you know, people of color and minorities. And uh, it was very, I, I was very angry. And uh, so I started reacting in a sense. So that was, that was pretty, pretty cool. But right now I think that was cool was that I was able to transform it into something that was empowering other people. The bad things that I've seen... Like the bad parts of the world is what drives me to do work in the community. The, the heart-wrenching things that society doesn't want to talk about, we don't get to talk about those things, and so that's what I use my work for, and that's why I work in the community. Do you see yourself as a chingona? And if so, what chingonas influenced you in your life? tell the Chingona listeners like this podcast is coming to you through hell and high water <laughs> Lee and I are reporting from my closet um, my cat is looking down on us hello um, 
we've just had a lot of technical and weather and immune system related difficulties yeah, this month. <laughs> we've been trying to record this episode for three weeks now. Yeah. <laughs> and something always goes wrong, but we're here. We're here for the people. We did it. We're doing it. <sighs> um, what else uh, What else has happened in the... Let's see. We recorded our last episode. Oh, this is the Chingona podcast, by right. the way. I'm Leah. I'm Karen. I'm Nadia. <laughs> we'll, we'll just right? creep our way into this thing. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> they clicked They clicked the, the link and the play button. They know who they're listening to. Yeah, hopefully someone isn't like holding you hostage. <laughs> to listen to this like leah's mom it's not hostage if it's a listening party karen oh right um, so it's been a been a minute been a minute um it's 2018 now i know okay wait so before we talk about anything sad at all what are some other things that made you guys really happy since the last time we recorded um seeing the what I hope to be only the beginning of the takedown of like sexual assault yes. in Hollywood and in journalism. Yeah. Um, yes. That's been really amazing. Um, and just a little, I don't want to say, I mean, kind of bittersweet because there are some people that were exposed that you're just like, what? I thought you were on the good guys team. It turns out you're the worst. And it's also that feeling of, like, oh, we're, we're talking about this now? Like, mm-hmm. now we're talking about this? Yeah. <laughs> um, which I can't imagine, you know, what people older than us and sexual assault survivors are feeling, because it just seems like, oh, so now. Right. Yeah. Now you're giving you, us the time of day. You want to hear stories? I got stories. Yeah. Like, sit down. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that's been, it's been awesome to see those people come have the strength to come forward um and i know that they've been at least with some people that i've conversed with it's been like oh how do we know they're telling the truth so many people are coming out you know they they could just be i don't know making shit up but it's because when you come forward with a story about rape or sexual assault no one sends you a check like no one shows up at your door with a giant check so if you're asking yourself like Oh, but did this really happen? Like, think about why Why else would right. you subject yourself to, like, people online, you know, telling you terrible things. Like, there's no... There, women should be believed. Everybody should be believed because there's no advantage to lying about this. <laughs> right. It just sucks. Yeah, so that's that's been awesome. I think one of my favorite moments that was sort of before the big Me Too wave um do you remember when susan fowler wrote that long like blog expose about the craziness at uber yeah yeah i went back and reread her blog and one of the top comments was some guy who said can you post proof because a lot of people lie about things like this (laughs) and at this point like the ceo had already resigned Right, <laughs> and some of the board members, I guess, were in trouble for making insensitive comments. And I was like, "You fool, <laughs> <laughs> Susan Fowler, Susan Fowler, put y'all on blast." It was really satisfying to go back and see that, knowing what happened 
in the month since. Yeah, definitely. We've got a lot coming up for you in this season. We've got a lot planned. Yeah, so some of the things that we have planned, and you may have, if you follow us on Instagram, uh, may have seen just, like, little, I think we've posted, like, two shouts, um, Chinguana shouts to some people that we're interviewing. So we've got an episode uh, on a friend of mine from back home who has her own, like, clothing company, and she's actually getting a lot of... What's the word I'm looking for? Hype. Hype. Gaining some traction. The other day I saw on Instagram that Zir- the actress who plays Zirconia on Orange is the New Black wearing her shirt. And it I lost my shit because I'm like, oh my god, she's made it. This actress from Orange is the New Black is wearing this girl, this, you know, my friend's shirt. Like, she touched the shirt and, like, that's... I, it was very, like, degrees of Kevin Bacon type thing, but I was very excited for her. Um, we've also got... Maybe we should just say her name? Oh, yeah. The, <laughs> Salsa for President is the name of the clothing company slash Instagram, at Salsa for President, and the girl who runs it is my friend Sandra. So go to the Instagram, Salsa for President, covet all the things, yeah. and then patiently wait for our interview with her, yeah. which will come out um, soonish. So then you can already have, like, the episode swag. Yeah, you can wear, your like, your Salsa for President shirt while you listen, <laughs> and you can have that at the listening parties that we're hoping that you're not being held ransom at. Right. Think of it like when you go to a sporting event and you wear, like, jerseys. Yeah. And then send us the photos of you cosplaying for our podcast. Exactly. <laughs> um, we've also got um, an interview with our friend Ruby, who is multiracial. She's an opera singer, and as of fairly recently, just signed a modeling contract. And those are just her side what? hustles. She's yeah. got like a full, like a, like she's got like a 40-hour full-time day job. But she's also an opera singer, and she might be three people. (laughs) We'll get to the bottom of that in our interview, so you're just going to have to wait. Like, is she actually one person? She might be three (laughs) identical triplets. (laughs) We've got Gabrielle Bryant. Um, We just scheduled that today. I met her at this engagement conference, and... um, she was wearing just some, some amazing shoes. <laughs> like, she was wearing, like, I keep trying to describe them to Leah and failing. They were, like, creeper loafers. And, and she just, like, struck me as she was dressed to the nine, uh, dressed to the nines. And um, she's the president of the Colorado chapter of the National Association of Black Journalists. And she's just, like, a mover and shaker in her community, a freelance journalist and um, you know, television producer, and she's built her own brand. I don't, she amazed, she also might be three or four people. <laughs> um, and I really want to talk to her about leadership and um, just kind of having your shit together. Um, so we've got that coming for you. We've got a story, um, an interview that Nadia did um, for on immigration and DACA. I did a couple different interviews um one of them was from my friend nancy who was featured in a two-part series that i did a couple years ago about people who 
were raised in the U.S. but were undocumented. So they returned um, to Mexico. And she told me a little bit more about her her life and what it's been like for her. And the other was this woman named Andrea that we went to college with, Hmm. uh, who was this really amazing story about how she became undocumented because when she came here as a child with her family, she was. Uh, So she explained to me how she ended up through this crazy immigration system, losing her status and kind of what things are like for her right now because DACA recipients are in this crazy politically charged limbo. Mm-hmm. So two really um, moving stories and just com- completely fascinating and uh, kind of highlight how utterly absurd that whole process is once you hear them uh, share their experiences. That's awesome. I didn't know that about Andrea. Um, so I'm really excited to also listen to that episode. Yeah, she she's a she's just really good at breaking things down for me because I think the whole time I was just like, what? What do you mean? How could that happen? <laughs> yeah. So it'll be good. She's a really good storyteller. Yeah, she's good people. I remember the first time I saw her. She's like that person where you see in a distance and you're like, I want to be her friend. Like, how do I infiltrate that friend circle to be her friend? <laughs> So yeah, those are just uh, just a little snippet of what we're going to have for you this season. And I know we're excited. So if you're like, if you're driving your car, or you're doing laundry, or dishes, or I don't know what you're doing. If you're just existing and you're like, man, I, I have a hole in my life, and it needs to be filled with inspiring women's stories. Um, you're just going to want to like subscribe um, to us right now, if possible iTunes. Or tell your friends about us. Yeah, and tell your friends. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, get some shirts from Salsa for President. (laughs) Um, You're just going to want to... Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Yeah, you're going to want to do all those things um, because we got you. Because we wanted the same thing, so we went out and found some. And and we put their voices in a box, and we're going to give that box to you, gift wrapped. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know where that would end up. <laughs> Sometimes I start a sentence. <laughs> I don't know where it's going. This whole podcast is just an extremely prolonged and involved Galentine's Day mm-hmm. gift. Perhaps, like me, you find Nadia's voice very reassuring and relaxing, and so you're going to sleep right now. <laughs> um, so good night, sweet dreams.